Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up? This is Drew Lieberman and this is episode 21 of Coach Talk. Uh, It's Tuesday, first day of the week for Coach Talk this week after President's Day. Um, I had an incident Sunday night uh, that just told me I need to slow down a little bit and take a deep breath. I don't know if it was stress, anxiety, sleep deprivation. All of the above. I don't know. I'm generally a pretty relaxed and easygoing person uh, when I'm when I'm off the football field. So I don't really know what it was, but but basically we had morning practice yesterday because the kids are off from school. We practiced at 9 a.m. Um, and we game planned third down until about 3 p.m. and then I crashed and went right to sleep and was asleep by like four o'clock last night. Woke up around midnight and then slept again until about six this morning. So. That's why we didn't have coach talk yesterday, which I apologize for. Uh, we didn't have any teach tapes or anything yesterday either, but we're back on track, excited to get after it during you know this short week. Um, over the weekend, we lost to St. Peter's Prep 23-20 to in overtime. Uh, the kids played really well. They played really hard. We were up 20-7 to at one point and could not put the nail in the coffin. Um, and it's definitely you know frustrating for a lot of kids because last year during the 2-8 and eight season, uh, it was a lot of the same. Like like Bosco wasn't really blown out very often last year. It was a lot of close games. I, I think they lost to Peters last year in the same fashion. Close game in overtime. Uh, you know, we just came off the, the Bergen Catholic one-point loss two weeks ago. So I think a lot of kids uh, were frustrated and kind of fearful because we still have a young team fearful that, oh, it's just more of the same from last year. As coaches, when you watch the film, I truly believe we're getting better. I truly believe that we played much better versus Peters than we did versus Bergen. But obviously, it doesn't really make anyone feel any better when you're 0-2 in those two games. And we need to do something better to finish. And we need to, uh, we just need to find a way to get over that hump and, and win some of these close games because these games are huge. Um, but I just think I think there's no choice but to stay the course um, and just trust in what we're doing. I think that you know sometimes people from the outside have all these opinions, but then they don't recognize how hard we work as players and especially as coaches. Like you know we're we're in here till you know 12 hours a day. Till 10 o'clock at night on Sunday, you know, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Sunday, game planning, trying to find new ways to establish offense or align our defense or whatever it is. Like we're working our butts off, you know, just as hard as we ask the players to work. And it's easy to get frustrated in these moments, but I think everyone needs to stick together. Um, And I think from a coaching perspective, something we talked about and I feel like we did a decent job of uh, is making sure that we share the accountability in these these losses. And it is very much on our shoulders, as much as it's on the kids' shoulders. We're going to watch the film and point out uh, plays that could have been made that we didn't execute well enough. And in those opportunities, 
Uh, I think I th in those situations, I think you have to put, you know, you have to put some of the responsibility on the players where it's like, you know, here's the right play call at the right time. And for whatever reason, whether it's a mental lapse, a lack of effort, a lack of understanding, uh, we don't execute this play. And that comes from the little details in practice, I think, in meetings. I think it just comes from constantly uh, enforcing a certain level of expectation that's going to carry through in those moments. Um, but also, with that said, I think as coaches, we have to recognize when there are opportunities that we could have called a better play, that we could have put our players in better positions to be successful, where we could have prepared them better in practice. Like, whatever it is, this is by no means just a – we didn't lose this game because our players came up short. We didn't lose this game because our coaches came up short. We win together, we lose together. Um, I think we all have to understand that. But it's key as coaches because you're dealing with 16, 17, 18-year-olds who are unsure of themselves. Um, it's important for us to, to be – upfront about sharing that accountability with them and and let them know that you know we're not pointing fingers at you we're not we're not you know we're not deflecting any blame like we are we are working our butts off to get better we need the same from you you know the cool thing about this league and it's something that was told to me very early when i when i started coaching at bosco is this league is a marathon not a sprint and i think i've said this before on this podcast is that we get an automatic playoff berth no matter what so what's cool about this is as long as we keep learning from our mistakes as long as we keep improving as long as we use this as a catalyst to to spring ourselves to that next step and keep and, and just don't lose focus on, on what the end goal is um as long as that happens you know this th these are all positive learning experiences because because we don't have to be playing our best football to the end of the season we're going to make the playoffs if we're peaking come november and we can go on a four or five game run, we're going to win a state championship. And that's that's really what it comes down to. So I think it's it's cool coaching that way where, you know, in Division One football, in NESCAC football, at Wesleyan last year, like you lose a couple games, you know, big games like this, your season's over. Um, and luckily for us, it's not at all. It's We just have to continue to get better and continue to put a full game together and, and, and play our best football in the weeks coming forward. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think that's where we're at. I've been in situations where coaches uh, don't, share the accountability we were at we were at michigan or sorry we were at Rutgers, and uh we lost to michigan state my second year michigan state was the number four team in the country we played them at home uh we we played our butts off played a great game and we ended up losing by three and on the final drive we had the ball uh one of our coaches from the sideline made a mistake and we ended up spiking the ball on fourth down we took a sack on third down the scoreboard never changed from third down to fourth down uh, the guy in charge of calling the two-minute drive called for a spike because he looked up on the uh, on the scoreboard and saw third down. Lost track of where we were for a second. We were up in the booth screaming, "No, no, no!" Because we knew that it was fourth down. But you know, he had a, he had a, a mental lapse um, and called for the spike. And the quarterback took the brunt of the blame. And that coach never really came forward and truly owned it. And I always thought that that uh, had a huge effect on the kids and their trust of him going forward. Because um, he never came up in front of the team in that situation never said to the media Hey, that was on me take all the blame off the quarterback It wasn't him This is hundred percent on me and, and kind of just face the music like like I think he should have because it was on him And he does need to be held accountable for that just like players get held accountable for making mistakes um, And I thought that was a big moment. We had, we had a situation at Wesleyan uh, You know once where Are uh, the play callers called like the, the same play nine times in a row because uh, they were giving us the same look and they just kept blaming the players for not making the play rather than calling something different And when you look back in the game and we couldn't execute in that two-minute drive either and the same play was called nine times in a row It's hard to blame the kids and And in that moment uh, the guys who needed to step up didn't necessarily step up the way players wanted them to 
uh, and, and shoulder the blame like they should have. And, and that just affects your trust going forward. When so much pressure is put on the players and you're asking them to be perfect, you're asking them to execute in these high-pressure situations, we're all human. Coaches make mistakes, players make mistakes, and it's important uh, that, that we step up. So that's something we talked about yesterday. Uh, you know, I talked about those two examples that I've experienced in my career, and I think that the coaches did in our individual meetings and Coach Teal in front of the team step up and share accountability and made sure the team understood that that we're in this together and the coaches are just as much to blame as the players. But let's let's get right together. Let's come together and let's and let's go ball. Let's go have a great practice and, and, and attack this week and and just continue to try to put the pieces together. Uh, so I think that accountability is important and something I say in my receiver room a lot is accountability equals love. That if I love you, how can I say that I love you if I'm willing, if I'm not willing to hold you accountable and hold you to the standard that I know you're capable of? How can I say that I care about you and I love you if I'm allowing you to perform at a version that's less than your best? Uh, that's not real love. You know, real love is is holding you to that standard because I know you're capable of it, and no matter how uncomfortable it might be, um, I'm I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna do my best to rise your level. And sometimes that's holding yourself accountable so that the players know that it's a two-way street and they know that we're all uh, being judged fairly, I, I suppose. Um, so, so I, I think we did a good job of that. I think this is a really, really important week for our program. Uh, you know, we, it's a big game, and we got to get a big win. We're playing St. Joe's at home. It's senior night. It's going to be a huge night for our program. We, we got to get a big win this week, and really, uh, and and really turn things around. Um, one thing I did, I had to do yesterday. I had to make one of my players roll as a punishment, and he had to roll on his side 100 yards. And it's interesting as to why I would choose that punishment. I chose this because he's a kid who makes a lot of plays for us, starts on both sides of the ball, is a really great player. But he loves to have a little bit of of the antics after the play. He he made a huge pass breakup in the game. It saved the game at the time. And, you know, he had to, like, spread both hands out like it was a cancel sign right in the kid's face. And we had to beg the refs not to call a flag and and apologize to the guy. And he did. He had had different situations earlier in the year as well where he does some of those things. He's an emotional kid. That's what makes him a great player. But he's got to learn to cut that out because it's going to event. He's begging for a 15-yard penalty to be called when we lose a close game. And now we're all going to be pointing fingers at that play. and, And I desperately don't want that to happen. So rolling him across the field doesn't really have any functional benefit other than it's just a miserable act and it's it's a miserable punishment and it's just something that I, I don't ever do unless I have to teach them a hard lesson that that in something that I feel like is unacceptable and especially this I've been I've been telling him that he needs to take deep breaths in these situations since June and not a lot has changed um he hasn't gotten a flag thrown on him but I felt like this was appropriate and it's something interesting why I would choose that versus running sprints versus whatever I think those are all things that are tolerable I think rolling 100 yards or something you never want to do again and, and that's why I chose a punishment like that to send a clear message that this is unacceptable and I'm sick of it and I'm done with it and we're lucky that flag wasn't thrown us thrown on us on Friday night and I'll be damned if I'm living in a game where where I don't teach you this lesson so it doesn't come back to bite us um, that's all I got you know a lot on accountability it's an important theme for us right now and it's an important part of being a man and being a leader uh, this is Coach Liebs episode 21 of Coach Talk I'll see you guys tomorrow peace Hold up, brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscayne. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track.
See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.